We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What is up, all you beautiful gamers? As per usual, welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast. My name is Jake. This is Hunter. We hope you guys all enjoy. As per usual, Hunter's job for the beginning of every podcast is to read a comment from the last one. So how about you hit him with what was spicy? Oh, I don't know about how spicy this was, but just the first one that I'm that I'm seeing and liking here is here from Code Miko. Nice video. Our girl. Code okay. Miko. Hey, if you guys missed it, we were actually on Code Miko last. Oh, that was really nice of her. That, yeah. Wow, that was very sweet of her. If you guys want to leave a comment down below, Hunter's job is to read uh, some of those comments in the future. So we appreciate you guys. Ready to roll it? Yep, absolutely. Let's get into it. Wild week. And first and foremost for my stories, Warzone hacking does continue. This one was one of the more interesting cases I've ever seen. And it was actually exposed by Mara, the person who plays her in Call of Duty, Alex Zedra. Now, she actually streams frequently on Twitch. And during so, it was actually towards the end of her stream, she decides to host another female streamer, showing some love. It just so happens the person she hosted was actually hacking in Warzone. This just backfired so bad, or so good. I don't really know in this situation, like one way or another. So bad and so good. <laughs> At the same time, I love it. So who knows? I mean, like, imagine being a streamer who's, you know, in a tournament, and then you go and try to, you know, boost up another female streamer, and you're like, oh, let's raid this person. Like, I'll be a nice person. Alex is pretty big. You know, this streamer was not big. Yeah. And then... She was hacking. What are the freaking <laughs> odds? And I honestly think for us, you know, Alex is pretty pretty well known in the Call of Duty space. But can you imagine if XQC or Tim the Tatman, maybe this is why they stopped hosting people because right. they host someone and all of a sudden that person does something wrong. I think we've seen in the past where you host a streamer and all of a sudden they just start dropping slurs. That yeah. is almost partially on you despite you not knowing. Backfire is pretty bad. Yeah, so it was pretty crazy. She goes on to expose her, and it gets even weirder because it's actually not only the streamer she hosted, but her partner, both of whom have now been accused of hacking. 
while streaming on Twitch, which is just like, what have we come to, man? Like, what are the odds in that situation of, first of all, that you're streaming and that you're streaming hacks is like just during a level, tournament, during a tournament. And then like you're both the luckiest and unluckiest person of all time to get raided by or hosted by a big name. Yes. While you're hacking. While you're hacking. And so it's like, oh, yes, I finally got that big host. Like but, I'm hoping oh, for fame. Frick. But I'm hacking. Crap, my bad. <laughs> and I don't really know how to hide the fact that I'm hacking. Right. Tons of clips out there, tons of figures calling them out. And then when they find out who she is, they find out who her partner in this case is. They have both been called out by tons of figures, tons of clips. As of us recording, she has already been suspended by Twitch. I almost, and I know this is controversial, but I almost feel bad for them because I mean these are people with like 10 followers okay and now they're getting like the world of pressure on them and like hate and like hate comments about everything and it's like yes I get it they were streaming hacks not okay I don't agree with that I think they should be banned I'm not saying like none of that is okay but they do get a lot of targeted harassment out of this and uh, neither one of us are fans of harassment in the space and so it's got to be hard coming from people who had like almost no attention to so much negative attention immediately yeah and i think you're going to be one of few people who plays that side especially because there have been a lot more people out there diving even deeper into the clips out there of them saying some controversial things particularly him in this mm -hmm. case but I, I totally get what you're trying to say though because yeah to your to your point you're not in the limelight then you're thrust into the limelight then you're exposed in the limelight by a big right. figure and this community being the way it is, especially when it comes to Warzone hackers, it's just turbulent. People yeah. hate them. They continue to be an issue. So that harassment is just kind of taken to the extreme. But mm -hmm. either way, one of the first, the first time I've ever seen a couple hacking together on Twitch and then to be called out by someone who plays a Call of Duty character. Hey, babe, you want to, you know, stream a little bit and uh, hack a little hey, bit? Hey, toggle, toggle, <laughs> toggle. <laughs> hey, babe, turn it off. <laughs> but yeah, obviously a crazy story as Warzone hacking continues to be an issue. And obviously, something that's going to continue to be talked about is the more unfortunate circumstance this past week. Not many people out there talking at length about this because it's a, it's a very sensitive topic, right? Mm -hmm. So many people falling on different sides around this one, especially people we'll be talking about in this one. That being Sinatra. His ex-girlfriend, Cleo, comes out with a lengthy post and some formidable evidence against him alleging sexual abuse sexual assault and uh, emotional abuse on top of that sinatra has now responded very limited saying he's going to cooperate with investigations ongoing with his organization that being sentinels and that being through valorant with riot games uh, his his response very very short but obviously a lot of people falling on uh, you know very polarizing sides for this one and hard like either side of that is pretty um not a good situation i would say no matter what side people are on um whether they're, you know, trusting, which is a good practice to trust, you know, the victim in the situation of like trusting her word and like, hey, this happened and like don't doubt because it's really hard for someone to come out about things like this. And so if that is the truth, what she's saying, these allegations is the truth, then that is an awful situation, obviously. But then also the other side, uh, which, you know, some notable figures have taken of, hey, maybe these are just allegations. Maybe there's a whole other side to this that isn't being released yet. Uh, then that's also bad too because that's you know someone coming after someone else's image you know can tarnish them a lot is is really negative so 
difficult situation. Yeah, and certainly uh, we don't even need to take sides on this because we can wait to see what the investigations do come out with. I think uh, it'd be fair to say a majority of people out there see that she came to the table with evidence and took to Twitter with all of that. It's a very, very weird situation when you involve different types of abuse, you know, whether it be emotional or sexual. If you guys missed her post, please go check it out at length. We're not going to play for you guys the clip she included, which is a 15-second clip allegedly of them having intercourse where he continues to have intercourse, as she says in the clip, no. A lot of people have different interpretations of that clip. I'm bringing this up because Sinatra, one of the main things he points out in his response is he'll be providing the full video and audio clips to the investigation, to which this might not be the um, the most like stance to come from. Obviously, Sinatra cannot be posting those kind of materials to Twitter. Online, yeah. um, and yes, I, I, I think it's fine that she did for her evidence, but he clearly cannot respond by showing those kind of things to the internet. So to give them to the investigation, I think it's going to be very interesting to see mm-hmm. what comes of this investigation to which we're never going to see that evidence. Right. We are only going to see what she provided and the rest has been given to the investigation. Yeah, a lot of this is going to come down to the investigators, I think. And a lot of people were pretty upset about it. I mean, seeing on Twitter, like, Oh, she had this super long, like, you know, style of all this evidence and all these words she had to say. And then his was super short and like concise and like we saw things differently. We which was controversial saying, hey, this was different uh, from your view to my view. But I'm going to give all this stuff to the investigators. And so, like you said, to your point, like we really just have to wait and like find out what the investigators think about the situation. And I mean, taking stances on this is so dangerous, first of all, because we don't know where it's going to go, you know. Uh, but some people have decided to. Yeah, um, you know, someone like Defran, I wouldn't say outright defending, but certainly seems to be in favor of defending Sinatra and all of this. If you check his Twitter about this, if you check his Twitch bots, we have an individual video kind of breaking that down. Several figures very upset with Defran in his response, to which you and me, at the very, very base of his argument, what he said at the very, very first few minutes was correct. We need to hear both sides. It shortly after, as he continued to take to Twitter, continued to elaborate what he thought, mm-hmm. he followed up by saying, we need to hear out both sides, by saying he thinks Sinatra's getting fricked, constantly referring to her as an e-girl, and then also pretty much insinuating with the clips we play in that dedicated video that there was no evidence. You can't accuse someone without evidence, despite everyone in this case seeing her post right. and likely considering that to be more evidence Then what Sinatra came out with, not blaming Sinatra, he gave it to the investigation, but then even further to end it all, Sinatra um, has his response. We have a guy like DeFran who quotes that, which was, you know, in his response, there was no evidence compared to what Cleo came out with, and he says, let's go, dude. So it's just, it's a very, very tricky situation to talk about, and the way, in my opinion, he talked about it was just so insensitive and not very well thought through. It seems like it started, like his first post might have been trying to go in an okay direction, but then once there was so much, you know, like feedback and negative feedback to him, which was partially deserved, like we said, he could have chosen his words a little bit better uh, in reference to Cleo. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But then after that, it seems like he just started trolling and like just started like being as negative and as triggering as he could. And he said some things on stream that, you know, were not great, I would say, like, I don't think anyone can really support some of the stuff he said. And so I think he just went to the next level after he got so much negative feedback uh, and just decided to up his ante for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, and plenty of figures, not just someone like Pokimane, but a lot of Overwatch figures, that's where DeFran formerly uh, was a pro in, spoke out and was like, this is just not it. This is not the take to have. And, and certainly was kind of just disappointing to see where it went to at the end of the day. Um, but we will see what the investigation does bring on the unfortunate circumstances surrounding Cleo and Sinatra. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Next up, we have a story that uh, we haven't actually shared on the channel yet, but we've been talking about a lot today in the office, and that was in Rainbow Six that actually came out with their own statement today about a team, uh, Estral, who got you know in trouble for match fixing a while back, and then today it came out that the management had a lot, a lot to do with it and a lot of pressure. I mean, this situation is so curious to me as you explain it more because there's so many references to make for other teams who have match fixed and every situation is so nuanced. It's so different. But this one in particular is one that I haven't heard yet. And uh, it, it seems like this week we've heard a lot of things we haven't heard yet. Right. So so more or less just the, the most basic version. What seems like happened is uh, a while back in October, they were playing against another team and you can see uh, another player on Estral, Fungi. Uh, actually, you know, teabagging and then blowing himself up, you know, very obviously match fixing. They were the last place team and then uh, Estra was the first place team. And so losing to them was like way out of the normal, like no one should way have done out of that. Turn. Yeah, exactly. And so then, you know, he gets suspended for uh, a few days, a few games. And then later on, we find out that, hey, maybe the management was actually pressuring all these players to stay silent about this situation. And so now Estrell has been removed from the league. They can't, you know, compete in R6 anymore. Uh, none of the management or anyone involved with it can even be involved in the series at all. And then all the players were just given warnings about the situation. And this seems like an intricate plot from management, correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, of throwing. So uh, another team that might have had some connections to the management avoids relegation is, is that yes, correct exactly and so it bumped up and I, I i'm sorry i can't remember the team's name exactly right now uh but it bumped up one team 
out of relegation and another team into relegation. And so that was like a really tricky situation where it seemed like they wanted maybe some of their former players or people involved in the organization to not go into relegation. Because Estro was in no way, shape, or form in fear of being relegated so right. they could afford to lose the match. Exactly. They so, were undefeated so, at that point. So obviously, it's more of an intricate plot. The more interesting part of this, though, is the fact that the players involved were all handed warnings and they yes. was kind of painted as management and staff had coerced them all to do it exactly except for fungi he was the only one who got a suspension in the beginning but the rest of the players all got just warnings a lot of them are on other teams already at this point and they said you know if this happens again you'll be issued you know maybe a ban or a fine yeah but that's crazy considering what we've seen in the past maybe not from r6 specifically but other esports but other esports where you know it's kind of unprecedented that they're involved in a form of match fixing and weren't were only handed a warning. It, it's a very tricky situation, and I trust R6's opinion on it. They must have found formidable evidence where the players were coerced and apparently did not want to. It is it's interesting to talk about though when you reference like the I by powers of CSGO, right? right? Where the players all but Skadoodle were found guilty of, you know, being involved. But also there were others involved. So and then you look at Newbie, an Asian organization now put to rest from the Dota 2 scene, definitely had some scummy moments in Fortnite as well, where the entire staff and the players were involved but at what point do you dictate the separation between all right uh this was the staff's choice but the players were not willing but they still did it yeah and again you know respect to the players apparently evidence was found where they were they were forced and unwilling to but somehow still did match fix but i understand the side where people are like wait these players you know some people are always going to think these players had a choice yeah and they chose to anyway but it's not our, of course, not our choice to you know give out these bans. Yeah, we're not that. trying to get anyone banned here. But it's just, just a, it's a crazy talking <laughs> yeah. point because it really does. You know, where do you draw that line? What investigation did take place? And where do you find? Okay, it was Billy, the head manager. <laughs> he forced them all. He had right. some heavy stuff on all these players. Or you know, it, it's an interesting situation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it will go. Um, but. Hopefully, I mean, we're going to see what they do in the future. Hopefully, we don't see anything else from any of these players because then it's going to be like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously your last warning. But yeah, the warnings were given, and we will see where we go from here. Then a bigger but shorter story this past week was good old FaZe Cloaksy. No longer with FaZe Clan, one of the longer-term restricted free agents we have ever seen with an organization. Also a, a, a huge back and forth that I think uh, I think might be overseen by a lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a FaZe fan or a Cloaksy fan, I think a lot of people kind of missed out what was going on behind the scenes because it was several months ago where Cloaksy was kind of subtly calling out FaZe Clan, having difficulty getting out of his contract, and all of this around the same time that Tifu was in his lawsuit with FaZe Clan. So Cloaksy was... Widely overseen by a lot of people. I mean, FaZe Cloaksy sounds so weird to hear even you saying, just because no one even like thinks <laughs> about been that. A, he has not been attached to them, right. but he's been a part of them for so long. Yeah, so it's so strange <laughs> just to hear FaZe Cloaksy. And a lot of people, I mean, we posted obviously a video about this. Uh, we also posted a TikTok about it. And so on TikTok, you see all these comments like, he was in phase? Like, what? I, yeah, didn't, I yeah. didn't realize he like had anything to do with them anymore. And so interesting to see. Uh, and then he makes his announcement and then comes out with his his little tweet you know oh i love that the, tweet the quotation marks tweet that uh, everyone was talking about sorry i'm looking up our own video on this to see the general gist of things we had a solo video uh after four years finally cloaksy was a restricted free agent so he was with phase clan not representing them he could not actually buy himself out of the contract they could not find the correct terms after four years and finally earlier this year he actually promised that early in 2021 he would be free now he is 
He apologizes to FaZe Clan, but it was all in quotations. So a lot of people out there think, was this just copy-pasted from what you were told to say? And that's the only way you can kind of lightly jab at FaZe with all the troubles you have with them and kind of not get in trouble for it. Right. He later takes away the quotes and posts the same tweet yet again. <laughs> Nick Merckx, Tim the Tap Man, all the boys see it and they're like, what are you doing, man? Right. <laughs> it seems like it must have, we talked about this so much, but it seems like it must have been like the only way he could get a little something in at phase of like, hey, they told me, they said, say this, and then they put it in quotation marks because that was what he was supposed to say. And then he just left the quotes in because he's like, well, this is what they said to say, so I'm going to put it in the tweet and I can't get in trouble. And I just checked our video. Most people were like, wait, Cloaksy's in face, right. uh, to your point. They also said we could play ping pong with our shorts or something. I don't ah, know. <laughs> weird. I don't we know. wear short shorts. <laughs> uh, but obviously a crazy instance. We are glad Cloaksy is free and they found terms with FaZe Clan. FaZe Clan had a hectic week, which leads into our next story, but we'll see where Cloaksy goes next. And speak of the devil in phase, uh, a huge back and forth week. Might have a video on the channel about this because it's been up and up and then down and down. We talked about Cloaksy, a big loss for FaZe, but obviously one that everyone saw coming eventually. Mm -hmm. This next one, I think, is a great message for all of you gamers, all you pros, all you streamers. I tweeted about this because I thought, you know, every time we see these big examples, it's, it's really important for a young kid out there to understand your words have value, but your words can also hurt you, and you have to hold yourself to a high standard when it comes time for being a public figure because if you don't, and you do slip up. Everyone does. You, you got to learn from it. But you know, those slip-ups can really cost you nowadays. I think... Especially on the internet. Yeah, especially on the internet, you know. Um, and I think FaZe Clan former investor Myers Leonard is the perfect example of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a man who had a career in the NBA and then picked up, you know, gaming on the side, kind of like his hobby. He was an investor, not a member in FaZe, and ended up, you know, calling himself... Phase Hammer played with a ton of streamers, streamed on the side, wore Phase shoes in his games, yep. you know, and very cool thing for him on the side. And then he slips up on stream, says something that he definitely should not have said, uh, a slur, and ends up losing, you know, pretty much everything as far as we know, you know, losses NBA contract lost it with uh phase they cut ties everyone's just cutting ties with them yeah it was given a, a decent fine obviously makes good money in the nba i think he will have a future career as a player but certainly hindered by a moment in gaming and, right. and when he picked this up you know a call of duty warzone hobby streaming hobby no chance he ever thought oh this will probably impact my my actual career right. um he was indefinitely suspended by the miami heat i believe they've given an update and a fine ever since us recording this he was banned by twitch likely to be temporary he was cut by phase clan at least as an investor i imagine his ownership that small percentage will be you know probably bought by somebody uh, he was dropped by sponsors origin pc and scuff all for a slur he said on a twitch stream playing a game of Warzone. and for me sports is mainstream sports is you know it's a big thing in this world. Esports, not even close to sports, but we're growing. As gaming, we are getting there. And as we see figures like an NBA Myers Leonard, we are also going to see gamers and esports pros you know, try and match that notoriety as we slowly go, go more mainstream. We got to be more careful because the treatment that Myers Leonard got is likely to be replicated by pros and gamers in the space years and years from now as you are more notable figures, as you are more in the public eye. It, it's it's only going to get, I would say, repercussions probably going to be more heavy-handed as we grow as an industry. I, I would agree. And even to your point of, like, this is a great lesson for kids growing up right now because this goes past even someone as big as him because people who are smaller, like kids right now who are, 
you know, watching him and then posting stuff or streaming and also saying maybe not great things that don't have the same coverage. We've seen people, you know, get affected by their college applications or jobs and stuff like that who post stuff on Twitch, on TikTok, on Snapchat. On Twitter. We see. Yeah. That's a great point to bring up because people who look up to these figures and maybe mimic, and we're not using Myers as the only example. There have been plenty of figures out there who have said words that are just poorly, poorly choiced and should not be said. There are young kids out there that mimic their idols all the time, and they might be taken to Twitter with that kind of Mm -hmm. language, or like you said, other social medias, and we have seen resurfacing posts cancel people all the time, and it only happens once they're signed, once the digging is done by the internet being the internet. So the things you say now can affect you later, and I think Myers Leonard is a perfect example of that as well. To Just watch out and be careful and be responsible online with what you say. And uh, we will see what happens uh, for the future of Myers Leonard and what, what happens to his FaZe Clan ownership. Yeah, as per usual, we hope you guys all enjoy the Esports Rewind podcast. Same time, same day, every single week. Hunter has a Twitter account. I got a Twitter account. Esports Talk has Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, a website. If you guys want to check them out, feel free to. Also, leave a comment down below so Hunter can read it next episode. You want to show these peeps? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Jesus. So loud. I'm sorry. Sorry Sorry about that, guys. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Take care, guys and, and gals. Okay, bye. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.